0: Hello Hawks fans and welcome to another episode of the KettleCast with your host Forrest Willoughby. The Hawks keep it rolling with a 100-82 win over the Cleveland Cavaliers. On the second night of a back-to-back and without Clint Capella or Aneka Okonwu, the Hawks get a huge performance from Nathan Knight on the way to victory in Atlanta. Without further ado, let's get into it. The Hawks keep just marching along. They had their second game in two nights against Cleveland, and much like they did against the Kings, the Hawks took the lead early. They weren't able to shake the Cleveland Cavaliers. The Cavs came back time after time, but ultimately used a huge fourth quarter where they outscored the Cavaliers by 15 to get a 100-82 win and push them up to 19-20 and on the season. It was a really good way to see for the Hawks to come out especially on a back-to-back. Back-to-backs had not been kind to the Hawks so far this season. They had figured out how to win earlier, right before the All-Star break on the uh, Orlando Magic and Heat back-to-back. But to see the Hawks get two wins, especially two wins over teams that they should beat in the Kings and Cleveland, was very, very encouraging. The Hawks came out, and they got up early in this first quarter. They were up by as many as 11 points. But ultimately, the Cavs were able to come back. The second unit that had been so good in the Kings game didn't have as strong a uh, stretch in their first run, and the Cavs were able to cut the lead from 11 all the way down to four at the end of the first quarter. Again, in the second quarter, this was a back and forth game, and really it was a super slow game, Not not aesthetically pleasing, and it just went back and forth and was a little bit of a slog, and that ended with the half being 49 to 46, the Hawks were up and a a big stretch, I think, right before the half was Trey came down, hit a three-pointer, and the Hawks really couldn't stop fouling in the first half, and um, the Cavs were able to get Jared Allen to the free-throw line right before the half, and he made the first free-throw and then missed the second free-throw. Free-throws were a big trouble for uh, Jared Allen in this game. He was 5 of 12 from the free-throw line, and Cleveland overall was 12 of 23, which is just atrocious. Um, If they had made some of those free throws, this game would have been a lot different. But off that miss, Cleveland was able to get the rebound and try to put up a shot right at the buzzer, and Nathan Knight came in and had a monster block on that. And um, Nathan Knight was just a stud off the bench. The Hawks found out going into this game that they would not be able to have Clint Capella or Aneka Kangwu for this game, and so... They put Danilo Gallinari in the starting lineup at the five, and then coming off the bench, they had both Bruno Fernando and Nathan Knight come in. Now, Nathan Knight had a nice game earlier this season against the Memphis Grizzlies, but he had really not gotten much playing time besides that. He came in, and one thing that was immediately apparent was just how much energy uh, Nathan Knight was going to put into this game. He uh, goes after every rebound. He tries to dunk the ball on everybody. He just tries to get every loose ball. And, you know, a lot of it's viewed as some confidence, but he just gets out there and he really sees the opportunity. Knight would end the night. uh, Three of four from the field, one of one from three-point land, uh, nine of 10 from the free throw line. For a rookie to get to the free throw line 10 times is just amazing. And it's a lot of his physicality and going to the basket with force. He wants to dunk it every time. And one of the times he got to the free throw line, he tried to dunk it. Didn't get the dunk, but he got fouled and again hit nine of those ten free throws. The Hawks were great from the free throw line. They were 24 of 26. and That was a big reason they were able to uh, get the win in Atlanta. But Nathan ended the night with 16 points, nine rebounds, four of those offensive, two assists, two blocks, a steal, and just a highlight-worthy monster dunk that got Dominique Wilkins excited where he went right over jared allen and dunked it and jared allen got his hand on the ball kind of blocked it uh bob talked about how you know it was kind of blocked and he still got the dunk but nathan knight went right through jared allen for a monster dunk and it was just that kind of night again at halftime the hawks were only up three uh 49 to 46 in the third quarter cleveland and atlanta would go back and forth um and ultimately both teams would score 20 points in the quarter and it went to the fourth and it was like Man, you know, the Hawks are on the second night of a back to back. This Cleveland team, which has beaten the Hawks twice this season. Um, previously, 91 to 96, the Hawks lost. And then that really brutal heartbreak of a game where the Hawks lost 111 to 112. And, you know, were the Cleveland Cavaliers going to have their number again? That was not to be, though. The Hawks started the fourth quarter on a 20 to 2 run. And obviously, that separated the game. And ultimately, was really the difference in the 100-82 to win for the Hawks. The Hawks just really locked down on the defensive side of the ball. The Cavs could not get any shots to fall. And then on the offensive side, Gallinari had it going. The Hawks um, were attacking the basket. Bogdanovich had a really nice game. And the Hawks were able to um, take a huge lead in the fourth quarter and just knock this game out. Where, again, there was no worrying as time expired um, in Atlanta on Sunday night there'd be no doubt that the Hawks were going to have their fifth win in in five attempts. So um, the Hawks continue their winning streak and it was just great to see the Hawks got a really uh, great performance from John Collins. He really was going for the Hawks early and often he, even though he's a little outsized, he got matched up with uh, Jared Allen early in the game. He was eight of 17 from the field, two of four from three point land, uh, got to the free throw line a few times, made four of his five free throws for 22 points. Um, 12 rebounds, three of those offensive, an assist and a block, and John was a game-high plus 23. Uh, the Hawks were plus 23 when he was on the court. Just a really nice performance from John Collins. You know when John's going that it's going to include some alley-oops, and early on it was uh, Tony Snell who was finding JC, and uh, it was just really good to see John Collins have such a bounce-back game. It, it is funny to me that John Collins, he did get five free throws, but that Um, Nathan Knight is able to come in and get 10 free throws and John Collins who hits the floor seems like every time up and down the court can't get a foul call but um, really strong performance from John Collins. Danilo Gallinari came in and manned the five position of course his big strength as a center is that he can step out and hit the three ball he was three of seven from three five of 12 overall made seven of seven free throws for 20 points he had five rebounds a steal and a block Trey Young, he got to kind of rest and did not have a huge game. He was just 4 of 9 from the field, 2 of 6 from three-point line. I thought both of of his threes were very important. Again, one coming right before the half to help the Hawks have a lead going into halftime. And then in the fourth quarter, he helped uh, extend the lead to where it was just, you know, the Cavs would be unable to come back from the game but he was two of six from the three-point land four of four from free throws for 14 points he had six assists just two turnovers and a lot of that 20 to 2 run came with Rajon Rondo on the court and so Trey didn't have to play a lot and it was just super uh it's good to see the Hawks get a win where they don't need a huge performance from their all-star guard um After the game, Trey Young waited, Uh, Nathan Knight got to have the post-game interview, which was great to see, and then Trey Young gave uh, Nathan Knight the game ball afterward, and it was really cool that the Hawks recognized how well Nathan Knight played, Um, and I think that this might get some more playing time for Nathan Knight, of course. Uh, It's great that some of these guys are getting healthy, but now... If they have a deeper rotation with Capella, Aneka, Kongwu, John Collins plays the five a little bit, and Nathan Knight, maybe they can spread some of these minutes out. Kevin Herter had a nice performance, five of eight from the field, two of three from three-point land. He is so, so good just on catch off the catch and shoot when he's very assertive shooting those threes. He had six rebounds, an assist, and two blocks. His defense on point guards lately I think has been a huge boon for the Hawks. In those two defeats to Cleveland earlier this season, Colin Sexton got off to huge performances of 29 and 27 points. Colin Sexton was limited to 15 points in this one, um, and John uh, Kevin Herter's defense on these guards these last few games has just been, I think, a crucial part of that. And him getting two blocks that's part of it too. He's able to keep his arms up, uh, keep verticality, and get those blocks. And for the Hawks to have a ball handler, a really good shooter, and a guy who's getting better at defense at that position is incredibly valuable. And so I hope to see Herter's confidence continue to grow. I hope he also just is a little more assertive on the offensive end. He had a nice play where he got out ahead of everybody. Uh, Trey Young passed him the ball on a fast break. Fast breaks were one area that the Hawks really destroyed Cleveland. They outscored the Cavs 17-3. to But Kevin Herter got out on a fast break, and he was being chased by uh, – Garrett, Jared Allen, and was able to get a layup up, up on the backboard and convert it before Allen could get back to block it. So really good to see Red Velvet playing so well and to shoot the ball confidently. Tony Snell had a funny line. He had no points, 0 of 3 from the field, 0 of 2 from three-point land. Seems impossible that Tony Snell misses two of his two attempts from three, but he had four rebounds and three assists, two of his assists being just monster lobs to John Collins. Off the bench, we talked about Nathan Knight, who is awesome. Uh Bogdan Bogdanovich had a little bit of a bounce back game. He was five of nine, two of four from three point land, twelve points. He had four rebounds, two assists. One thing I really noticed about Bogdan Bogdanovich is just he really wants to get his bigs involved. He will he has no fear dribbling into the middle of the paint and then finding cutting bigs. I thought Bruno Fernando had trouble corralling one of Bogie's passes, but Nathan Knight had an awesome cut where he came from the corner. Bogdanovich was right in the middle of the paint, fed him a little bounce pass, and Knight got an and-one dunk, which was just beautiful, but Bogdanovich had it going. He He's not just a three-point shooter. He likes to move the ball, get to the elbow where he knows he's got a shot, and he even had an awesome reverse layup in this game. Finally, I will talk about Bruno because both Bruno and Nathan got in and had opportunities to take the minutes that were available for bigs without Clint Capello or Neka Okongwu available. Bruno played eight minutes, had one rebound and was the Hawks were minus 19 when Bruno was on the court. And it, it's just brutal. Bruno has not really found his rhythm. I don't know if there's been anything going on off the court, but he just cannot find his rhythm on the court. And again, he had a, you know, the play that really stuck out is he got rolling to the basket and Boganovich sort of found him and Bruno was unable to handle the pass and it turned into a turnover. But uh, JaVale McGee kind of worked Bruno. He McGee hit some ridiculous shots to be sure, but uh, they all came over Bruno and, and Bruno has just not found his rhythm this season so far. For the Cavaliers, again, they got 15 points, two rebounds, and one assist from Colin Sexton. Um, the other part of the sex land backcourt, Darius Garland was four of nine, two of six from the feet, from three-point land for 11 points. He had seven assists. Um, Garrett Allen was two of four from Jared Allen, excuse me, two of four from the floor, five of 12 from free throws for nine points. He had 11 rebounds, four of those offensive in a block. Um, Chetty Osman came off the bench, four of 11, two of four from three-point land, 10 points. And then finally, McGee had 10 points off the bench as well. All of the starters for the Cavaliers in plus-minus were minus 20 except for Kevin Love, and Kevin Love was minus 4 and only played 2 minutes before he had a reaggravation of an injury or felt that he just didn't feel confident in himself and so in his body or what was going on, so he came off the floor. But um, the Cavs just didn't have it going in Atlanta. They did not shoot particularly well from the field, 31 of 81 for 38%. And then they were 8 of 30 on three-point land. And, you know, if Jared Allen is able to hit some of those free throws earlier in the game, the Cavs might be able to build up a lead and and have more confidence. I One of the big things I think that the Hawks can do to help put some of these teams away is get leads and not let the team get any confidence. In the earlier games against the Cavaliers, they let the Cavs hang around, hang around, and then be within um shouting distance at the end of the game to where there was confidence that hey we can go in and get this game against the hawks they had an awesome start to the fourth quarter which didn't allow it this time but early in the game you're playing with the fire you're playing with fire if you let colin sexton um think that he can possibly you know make a couple shots and change the game but the hawks did a really good job of um taking what they were able to get, and then also just shooting really well from three-point line. They shot 12 of 29 for 41%, and then making all of their free throws. Um, Again, it's always good to see the Hawks get a win where they don't have to press Trey Young into extended minutes, and then to have a win where Trey Young doesn't explode and they don't have Clint Capella, that's huge. So uh, really nice win from the Hawks, pushes them to within one game of 500 to 19 and 20, And now they go on the road to go play a Houston Rockets team that is really struggling right now. The Rockets have not won uh, any of their last 16 games. So hopefully the Hawks can keep it going. And um, I think one thing that is echoed through all of the postgame for the Hawks is just they're taking it one game at a time. And I think that's absolutely the right mindset. They have a game at Houston. They come back to the farm to play the Thunder. And then they go on a brutal eight-game West Coast trip. So... These next two games are really important for the Hawks, and I hope they take some of the same momentum. I'll be interested to see what Coach McMillan does with Nathan Knight after this strong performance if he gets any more run. And I'll also be watching to see if Bogdan Bogdanovich is able to keep improving as he gets back from his um, long injury. You know, he didn't play 25 games earlier this season for the Hawks, so he's starting to figure it out. But Danilo Gallinari seems to have it got, got it going. Um, and so hopefully Bogey follows him and uh, hopefully the Hawks continue their winning ways. We will talk to you next after the Hawks play Houston on Tuesday. Go Hawks! Thank you for catching this episode of the Kettlecast. You can reach me at Kettlecast at gmail.com. Go Hawks!